Today's episode is sponsored by absolutely nobody, but what I do want to do is point you in the direction of Always Away Days. Make sure you go and follow them over on their socials. If you need an away day experience for the revolution, that's where I would head. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Revolution from a UK perspective. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the MDBFS UK show, all things revolution from a UK perspective. And um, yes, I know it has been a while. The crazy thing is, I actually had an episode partly recorded, um, episode five, quite a while back, but I never actually got around to doing part two of it, and um, it kind of ended quite abruptly. From the I basically was recording an episode then something happened and I had kind of had to go away and I thought oh, I'll come back and get part two done and then just obviously merge them both together unfortunately that never happened so I thought rather than kind of uploading it because while I got most of the points I wanted to get across um it was kind of it just wasn't completed and I just thought you know what there's, there's no point just uploading this one but it has been a while it's been a, a fair few minutes and I apologize I also apologize for the sound quality because I'm recording this as I'm on my way home from work as well um, but I kind of just want to jump on here and just talk around a, a few things, get them out of my chest, uh, give you some updates obviously on where I am in terms of uh, myself coming over to watch the Revolution game, uh, obviously my thoughts and opinions, obviously the Revolution's performances and how we kind of go going forward. Now, obviously the time of recording, we have just come off the back of a 2-1 victory over Sporting Kansas, which was, uh, I mean underwhelming I think was probably the word and if I'm being honest it, that's kind of how I feel for most of the revolution's performances and I've I've touched on this point a fair few times now and I think it still rings very very true that this was kind of although I think the 2021 season we were actually putting in better performances but there's a lot of reminiscences and coincidences and similarities to that season because I remember plenty of times back then I was thinking, you know what, we're not really playing particularly well, but we're, we're picking up three points, um, you know, where we're, we're just grinding that three points out of a game. And while, yes, it's not pretty sometimes, and, you know, when you look at the squad, you think that maybe they could be performing better, and they should be performing better. But at the end of the day, you know, we can sit here and cry and moan about performances, but if we're still getting the three points, I think that's, that is still a massive positive to take away. Now, while I say that, I am still very disappointed on a lot of aspects of the game that the Revolution is playing at the moment. And obviously, I know we can sit here and say, we've, you know, we've got a fair amount of injuries at the moment, and we have. But that shouldn't really be used as an excuse because a lot of teams can be put in similar situations. And that's the whole point of having a good squad. And I think while teams can sometimes hide behind or they'll mask a lot of their issues with it. oh you know we've had six or seven key players out injured while well, obviously that's going to have a detrimental effect so on a lot of teams you'd say well isn't that bad team management uh, obviously I know injuries sometimes you can't avoid them in some cases I've got to question what's happening with the, the revolution injuries because a lot of them seem to sometimes be picked up uh, in training 
but you should be able to I know it's a different example but most things in the, the, the Premier League if you're going to have five or six players that are injured then you've got to have the depth there to be able to call upon the players and then for them to know their role and how they fit into this squad you know at the, the drop of a hat so if Dewan Jones does go down injured in training and we've just loaned out our potential backup left back to Tampa Bay Rowdies then you know what's the logic behind that obviously I know you can't foresee that Dwan Jones might pick up an injury yes we've signed we've signed a player to kind of you know bring in there but when he's probably not maybe match fit he's not kind of understanding of the game plan um, for me I think it was a, a little bit well it was a risk which nearly backfired on us if I'm being brutally honest um, but there's a lot of questions around things that are happening within the, the revolution camp and the, especially on the, the, the injury front and whilst obviously I'm not overly pleased by any particular revolution performance at the moment I think we've been bitty and you know there's a lot of things where we've rode our luck I think as, as I mentioned just at the top of the show that you know them grinding out these results and getting them three points on the board it's, it's huge and you know if we can carry on continue doing that and then start building on the performances now getting some players back in you know hitting a run of form and start actually setting the MLS alight and showing teams that you know I mean at the end of the day we're top at the moment without really producing any good level of, of football there's been moments of sparks here and there but I wouldn't say you can sit and, and honestly say maybe Houston possibly Houston that, that any game we've really overly controlled and, and dictated the whole game and looked dominant in and walked away with the three points um, which again as I say if we're, we're already top at the moment on, on grinding out results alone that's that's a positive within itself and it's now hopefully we can start kicking on and showcasing to the teams that we, you know it's not luck it's you know at the end of the day it's, it's, we're here and people should be scared of us now talking about obviously the, the revolution performance especially as of recent and obviously I'm not too sure where we are at this moment in time where we stand on on Dewan Jones obviously we know that the, the sad news of of Henry Kessler out now for potentially four months before we see him suited and booted back up in a revolution kit which you know is is a massive loss and obviously my thoughts are with Henry and I'm sure he'll come back a lot stronger and better from from this and you know in adversity sometimes you know it comes out um, a lot of positives from there. I'm sure Henry will will have all the right support mechanisms around him to, to you know keep to keep himself mentally in in tune and uh, you know come back fighting when he's called upon again. And there's part of me now thinking that you know we've got Kessler out, which isn't ideal. You know, Dewan. I'm not too sure what, where we lie at the time of recording this. I'm not too sure where we lie on the Dewan Jones situation. He he could be back next game day, but it got me to thinking and. Uh, started thinking around and I've, I've got this good little app that I, I like to use sometimes when I'm um, and it, it might be something that I grow eventually when I, when I, with the, the, the content creation that I want to do uh, when I just have time to create any content because there's, uh, there's a lot of ideas I have in this head of mine but unfortunately it's just a time that I just don't have um, to kind of get it out you know sometimes I, I work two jobs um, it's just hard to get any free time to do anything um, uh, I also help uh, always away days as well. Obviously, part of the the, the, the rebellion. So I'm also assisting them with a little bit of a little bit of work at the moment. I also do some. Um, say I work a second job, which is technically my own company, um, but I also um, I'm the assistant researcher for the New England Revolution for Football Manager as well. So 
I have lots of things going on uh, and obviously, you know, I could think, you know, maybe if I scale back on a few of them things, I could create the content that I want. But, you know, I enjoy a lot of the things that I, that I do. So, and obviously the two job things, obviously just necessity at the, 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 the moment. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a little app that I use that kind of when I, I look at how Revolution should, when I'm trying to like uh, kind of walk my way through how a game could pan out for the Revolution, it kind of just helps me understand how, you know, from a transitional play, how, how the, the Revolution could better, well not even just Revolution, just in general with football talk, when you're kind of trying to showcase to somebody how you think something should work. Um, and I was kind of playing around there and, and looking at, you know, what kind of maybe best suits. I know I've banged on around playing three or five at the back for, for a while now, and, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of it. But it kind of got me thinking when I've when I seen the Tampa Bay Rowdies were playing, obviously, with Spalding kind of playing that, in that left wing-back situation. And I looked at the kind of, you know, personnel we've got available to us. And one player that, obviously, I want to single out from the game, obviously, against uh, Sporting was uh, Emi Boite. And I think, you know, he absolutely, you know, was the right player at the right time to come into that game and, and, and he absolutely shredded. And I think without him on the pitch, I don't think we would have got that result that we did. I think if we'd have played a different formation and played a different way, I don't think we would have got the result that we did. Um, you know, it could, have, it could have been a draw. It could have even been a, a loss. And not that I think we was ever massively under pressure at any, you know, for, for any extended periods of time. But, you know, even when they went down to 10 men, it still... That second half point from a revolution perspective was shocking. Considering we had an extra man as well for a period of that, it was it, it should have just been nice and comfortable. But oh my god, it was it was far from that. Um, but I'm just thinking personnel wise and what we got. I say I don't know where we are on the Dewan Jones thing. If it was just a, a one game thing or if he's if he's back. If he's not fully fit, I was thinking you know with with Kessler now we could possibly play a back three. Um, of uh, uh, Andrew Farrell um, I'm not really too sure where we'd go then I think we'd go um, Romney in the middle Farrell kind of on the right hand side and then I'm not too sure who we'd play on that kind of left side um, Christian Monker didn't I don't know he didn't have a he didn't have a, a a good game but he didn't also have a overly bad game he was kind of just a a meh game for me um, I'm not too sure where we are with with, uh, with Ben uh, obviously he could slot in there I think that would probably be the, the ideal one but I'm, I'm not too sure so I'd probably say a back line of um, Andrew, Dave and, and, and Ben and then we'd play obviously Brandon Byers like a right wing back but in a more kind of support role and then on the left hand side if we played Emma Boateng out as the, a kind of a more attacking wing back so it kind of is a four at the back with Brandon Byers and obviously you've got kind of sweet playing as a as, a, as, a, as the kind of player that comes across when we're in a defensive transition. So when we're being caught on a counter-attack, we've still kind of got that back four. And then we've, we've Polster and, well, I'm not too sure, obviously, uh, maybe Blessing, but probably no book in front of that as, as the screening pair. And then Emma would be kind of left more, so as an attacking wing-back rather than support. So Brandon would go forward when, when an option was available, but then we'd play Carlos, kind of, out a little bit kind of towards the right hand side so he'd be kind of as an inverted winger so he'd be cutting in from that right hand side but he's he's starting position if he must um, and I know how much Bruce loves talking formations but from a starting position Carlos would would have that position to start as more more of a kind of on the right hand side of a, of a midfield four well, sorry of a midfield three so you'd have 
Uh, obviously, Petro in goal, we'd have um, the back three of Andrew, Dave, and Ben. We'd then have um, Brandon on the right hand side with Emma on the left hand side. And then in midfield, we'd probably have the book and Polster and Carlos uh, with Polster and Noel Book as the kind of two defensive midfield pivots. And then we'd have Carlos kind of more on the right hand side. Um, so he'd kind of be playing the 10 role, but his natural starting position would be out on the right. Just so that Brandon's not kind of caught um, kind of out there too much, but still got the option, but he'd be more inverted, so he'd be kind of looking to cut inside. Uh, and I think why this would be kind of key is because while we've got Emma on the left-hand side, obviously keeping very snug to the, the as more of a lateral out-and-out -out winger, like keeping out wide and dragging players out and holding that, that position of play. While Carlos would start on the right-hand side and drift inwards, it then hopefully bring a player in or it would also distract a player. Um, so you'd either have the right-back, um, sorry, their left-back cutting in with Carlos to track them, or you'd have another player, one of their DP uh, defensive midfielders, um, pulled out wide to kind of track Carlos's movement. Um, and then that would create a bit of space in that middle there for a, a front two pairing of, I'm not really too sure where it would lie, I'm not too sure where we are in terms of, of, of Bowen and, and Wood, but you know, Veroni and Wood or Veroni and Bow, um, if it was Veroni and uh, Bow, I think you'd have Gustavo kind of playing in a slightly deeper role and it needs to be one kind of picking up them spaces in their pocket that's left. Um, so from, from Carlos kind of having a more out wide right starting position, not saying that he's going to be playing as a right midfielder or, or a right right winger. Um, you know that would be part of the game, but you know that's just his natural starting position and looking to kind of cut inside, especially starting from the right and cutting in on his left foot. I think that's absolutely deadly if you if you give Carlos enough time and space on his left peg, he's gonna he's gonna um, make you pay more times than uh, than not. But it's just a thought. Um, I say it's. I've kind of run it through my head a few times, and, and, and you know, from from a defensive transitional player, we get caught. Hopefully, you know, because Carlos is kind of there, it kind of keeps Brandon in a, in a more defensive-minded, so he's not bombing forward as, as much. So I think that's where we've been caught a lot at times with our two wing backs because we play with a back um, four, and Dewan and Brandon like to go forward so much. That we do get caught sometimes and I, you know, I think that's why it's key that we do have to have two in the pivot but I think you know that with having two in the pivot and three at the back I think with, with them in a better situation of you know to have players shift over um, you know you've got a kind of a natural defend, defender in Matt Polster anyway who can go and cover in at, at any position along that back uh, back four really with, you know I think he'd, he'd fit in quite well uh, but if he, obviously if you had Ben switching over to left back uh, Andrew kind of filling in at, at right back and then kind of pulse the drop dropping inside maybe alongside Romney or even filling in at right back if we're kind of caught there and then you've still got Noel Book there kind of sweeping as well uh, and obviously then when 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 Brandon can get back defend and then uh, Emma's got blistering pace so I'm sure he can get back in it there's a plenty of times in the match on um against Kansas that we saw um we saw Emma in 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 defensive situations uh, and I, I think he's one of the players on the Revolution squad who never really shirks his defensive responsibilities. So I think kind of playing playing him as an attacking left wing back, I think you know I think it's worth worth giving it a go. It will, will depend obviously because the one might be back, but it's just something that was kind of going through my head. Um, 
as I was looking in the squad and seeing like, oh, okay, next game day, where do we lie? I'm not too sure what we've got in terms of availability of reports at the moment or anything like that. But yeah, just thought I'd kind of get that, you know, off my chest and let, let you know. And obviously just most of the time what I try to do is, is come up on here, talk a load of rubbish and then just get some conversations going. Um, let you know my thoughts and opinion of where we lie, how we're doing. And I say overall, we can't, it's, it's quite hard to, to sit here and be, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not being disillusional here, but at the end of the day, we're sitting top of the league and we're not performing particularly well as well. So it's, you know, there's part of me which is ecstatic because my other club is not doing very well at all at the moment. Uh, we are struggling big time. Um, we will not talk about that because it just will depress me. But then I see the revolution sitting at the top of the tree, and when I look back over the games we've played, I'm think, I just sit there and I think, like, we haven't, there's not been one game really, other than maybe he's to make, and sit there and think, like, we, we, we deserve that three points, fully deserve that three points. Um, which kind of just, it's a real mixed emotions because I, I'm happy of where we are, but there's just so much of me that's thinking, like, if we continue this reign of form, Eventually, and we got we obviously did it. It happened against LAFC. When you come across a team with a lot of class on their day, we we could quite easily be ripped apart and get get a bashing. So we need to address these things now. Um, you know, we've got a lot of talent in this squad, and I like the fact that you know Esmir and and Jack P are getting minutes. That that's really pleasing to see. Um, and obviously, Vroni is is starting to. I mean, I kind of I've kind of said it from from the off you know as much as he kind of he just reminds me so much of what we've seen from Adam because I was a player you know a person that was getting a, a little bit concerned of of um of Adam's performances when he first came obviously over to the revolution and then it kind of just came good you know things started clicking in place and it's not an easy league and especially and the thing is when, when you kind of watch I talk to a lot of people around about the, the MLS and obviously where it would sit alongside, you know, other, you know, if you had an MLS club, where would they kind of sit, especially with inside the, the English tier system, all that kind of stuff. I get, I get asked a lot about, you know, where, where, for example, the Revolution would sit in the English league system at the moment, and so on and so forth, and why some players do struggle. And I do think it's probably the hardest thing from a player coming from, especially the Italian league. And I've mentioned this before when I, and I, I always use Perlo as, as a great example, as much as I love him. He's one of my, you know, he's definitely inside my top 10, if not top, you know, five players of all times. Um, but the uh, the Italian league, it's, 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 it's not, you know, MLS to me is is basketball. It's the basketball of, of, of football. It's really entertaining. It's very, very end to end. Teams are starting now to do some more patient builder but it, it can be a very direct league pace is, is used a lot um, and I think the reason why some players have come from the, especially the Italian league where it is a lot more tactical and you know, the, the pace is a lot slower they struggle to kind of you know get into the right mindset and, 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 and follow the speed of the game and I think that's why we kind of notice that a little bit more with, with, with players that that come from that league in particular and I think that's what Veroni struggled with um, you know, I don't. It's not all of a sudden he's just become a, a bad soccer player. That's that's far from it. It's just that he's, you know, you have to give them time to kind of get in tune with the league, get in tune with a new team. You know, it's not like you just go into a different team in the league and you kind of know what to expect. Um, there's a lot of different 
things to kind of come across here and um lucky obviously there's not a language barrier there but you know it's, there's, there's still things you can see he's learning and also the players around him were starting to now understand how to better use him um you know that the the, the goal against you know sporting was was a, a prime example of Emma knew exactly what Gemma, uh, uh Veroni was doing he knew that he was going to go out wide and then cut back inside and he played the perfect ball into him and you know won the revolution so while it's a work in progress I think we're starting to now see the dividends coming from that and we're starting to see what we can actually get out of Veroni so yeah apologies for any change in sound as well guys um yeah, I just, uh, I just, I'm, I just need sometimes. I just, just need to get things out. I just want to talk about the revolution a lot. It's yeah, it's just hard to find time. So now when I've got time, it's um, I just might try and get in work. So yeah, this isn't going to be an overly long episode. I just kind of wanted to get some stuff out there, and I just want to get your guys's views and opinions as well. Um, just in terms of you know, so just over on Twitter, just um. Let me know kind of what you kind of think at the moment. How, how are you? Obviously, it's hard to not say you're not pleased because we sit atop of the tree. But in terms of performances-wise, you know, bar the Houston game, has there been any game where you've thought the Revolution, you know, are fully deserving of all three points? Um, you know, for, for, for in terms of, like, key performances at the moment, in terms of players, I think obviously Noel Book's done really, really well. But again, like, I'm, I'm using that, from the start of, of nothing, you know, not really knowing overly loads about the Noel book. Obviously I watched him in a fair few games for the revolution too. Um, you know, uh, you know, we've still got Martial potentially to come back. I don't know what, obviously how he's going to come back into the fold or even if he still fits in the fold. Um, we've obviously still got Tommy Mack, uh, Nacho to come back. So we've still got a lot of players to come back from, from injuries as well and see where, where they slot into this whole, whole roster and uh, match day squad things. But, for me, I think we've got a lot of promising players still coming in the Revolution 2 camp as well. I think we've got you know a lot of talented and exciting players from that perspective. Um, but for, for, for me, I just think that we've we've, we've done okay. Um, I, I, the, the thing for me that I wanted to see, I suppose, the biggest takeaway is that we need to now start seeing the performances to back up the results. And I want us to start putting markers down from, from now and then to really just scare teams. I, I don't want people thinking that the revolution could be a three points for them. I want them thinking, oh, you know, we're going to have to put in a performance and a half to get anything from this game. Because at the moment, I think, while well, yes, they're probably sitting there looking at the revolution, when they actually sit down and do their tactical analysis and breakdown of the revolution's play, I reckon most management teams and coaching teams in the MLS probably do say, you know, they're there for the taking. Because at the moment, realistically, we are there for the taking. I don't think we've 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 given any clubs any anything other than mediocre performances. Um we as I, as I said, I'm not saying that as a whole there's been real good bright sparks of 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 passages of play uh, and points where we've looked, you know, like we should have done, like like you know, like MLS Cup contenders, but over a ninety-minute period, I, I just I don't know. There's so many lapses in concentration, and so many times when we should have done better, and so many occasions where I thought on another day with a you know a better team, that could have been a, a completely switched round result. Um, so I'm just hoping that the Revolution aren't you know I don't think they are for any any moment, but 
I don't want them sitting there thinking, you know, we're top of the league, we're really comfortable at the moment because we're not. That you know, we we should start, you know, switching things around and changing too much. And I know we're quite limited of what we can and can't do at the moment in terms of personnel wise. Um, but I just don't want to take their foot off the gas. Is is what I'm trying to say here. If anything, we need to put more gas in the tank and and actually go at it now because. We need the market to be set now. We need to start making teams scared. We can't just keep hoping that we're going to grind out these these results and then, you know, because eventually it's just going to come to an end and, you know, and, and teams are going to start really figuring it out. Um, but as I said right at the top, it, the, the, there's a lot of reminiscences from the... Because I don't, you know, I think in the 2021 season, actually, I would say that in the 2021 season, there was more times where I thought that we... Deserved a lot from games, and sometimes we didn't even get it. But you know, the stuff from the games. But there was a lot more times where I thought, you know, we've we've fully deserved that. It's you know, we've absolutely demolished the team there. Um, and I can't really say that this season so far. And I know we're not, you know, massively far into it. But there's there's more than enough minutes in the tank now for players when you're starting to go, okay, when are we going to start kicking on? Like you know, st- like, and it's really weird and stupid to think and even say sometimes because. How can I sit here as a fan of a club that's sitting top of the table and have any negatives to say? But at the end of the day, the players have got to be held accountable for their actions and, and their performances. And, you know, other than the the, the Houston game, and I, I suppose, sorry, I completely forgot the Montreal game as well. I think that one was... But again, beating Montreal at the moment, although saying that, I was going to say it should be a walk in the park for most teams. It didn't happen last this weekend for... Uh, I can't remember who Montreal played. Um, was it DC? I can't remember who they played, but I know they picked up three points, which I was not expecting at all. You know, I think other than those two games, um, and the Montreal one, I think that should have been a given because they've they've just been, you know, they're having a, a torrid time and a half at the moment. Other than that, you know, I don't think we've ever really put uh, the scare into teams. Um, and that's what I want to see. Um, you know, but say so we're still very early on. It'd be nice to see some rotational pieces get minutes against obviously in the cup. That I'm really looking forward to obviously that game. And then we've got a really, really tough game. Um with obviously Cincinnati coming to Foxborough uh to kind of see out the end of the month as well. So that one's gonna be really interesting. I think that's gonna be a big, massive test. And we and this is the thing for me at the moment with yes, LAFC came and they like shown, you know, when a team of good quality, and I think Cincinnati, we 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 definitely can't say that that lightly, but we need to everyone to be, you know, with their bring their A game. Uh, hopefully, Dewan's back. Um, it should be hopefully by then, and uh, we're gonna take that game as as it comes. But yeah, that, that's a big big one for me. I think that's gonna be huge. Uh, after that, obviously, then we've got Toronto as we kind of stretch into May. Uh, we've got a few games on the road. Then obviously, I think it's Toronto, Miami, and then Philly. I think it is. Uh, we've got on the road before. Obviously, we we return to Gillette Stadium at the back end of May uh, as we take on Chicago Fire. And talking of the game against Chicago Fire, most of you will know, uh, well, hopefully some of you will know, or at least one person will know, that uh, on the 27th of, sorry, on May the 27th, 2023, got to get it the right way around because um, I know the way we do things over here is different to you. Like I would say 27th of May, where I believe you say May 27th, um, is when I will be at Gillette Stadium in attendance of the New England Revolution taking on Chicago Fire, which I really hope that we absolutely demolish them, like completely obliterate them off the park. Um, 
because they're not having the best of seasons. We're having... A... It's so hard to sit here and say we're having a okay season when we are top of the league. But that's all I kind of see at the moment. I see it as an okay season. The stepping stones are kind of heading in the right direction. It's now, I feel like we're at a junction now and it's 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 now we need to start turning that corner into the path of looking towards that MLS Cup. Um, and that's what I'm hoping to see, especially as you know, as I said, we've got we've got a huge game against Cincinnati coming up. Um, so yeah, so uh, I will be hopefully attending the tailgate as well. Um, I'm still in talks at the moment with uh, Dave um, over at the Revolution, uh, who's the Director of Fan and Community Engagement, uh, about kind of a, a loose itinerary for kind of um, stuff uh, for the my, my time in, in Foxborough. Uh, but yeah, I, I will be... Um, I'll confirm, obviously, a little bit closer to the time, but I will be in attendance of the tailgate. So if obviously anyone wants to come uh, and say hello to me, then uh, please do. Uh, it'd be obviously great to come and meet as many of you and say hello to as many of you as you can. I don't know at the moment. Um, I won't get my game day tickets until a week before the game. Um, so I don't know, obviously, where my, my seat placement is um, at the moment. Uh, so I don't know where I'll be sitting within the stadium. Hopefully, it'll be a, a decent attendance. Obviously, it's a... Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll be a well-attended game. One, because it's the fire. Uh, two, uh, obviously, because it would be hopefully decent weather around that time of the year. Um, but yeah, I abs- honestly, I can't, like, literally, you can't understand the amount of excitement. Um, that That is just, I just want to get there. I, just wanna, I, I honestly can't wait to, to kind of get over there. And, and not only just to watch the game, but obviously just to meet some of you guys as well. Because obviously I've been talking to some of you now for, what, three, four years. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy to come and actually see you guys and and actually meet you all so it's uh yeah i'm so pumped it is, it is, i just wish it would just hurry up now but yeah I, there we go guys i just, I say, I just want to go and get your thoughts and opinions of of you know how you think the revolution season is going so far are, are you happy you know where, where do you sit on the the level of excitement for the revolution season this season um as much as i always try and look on the positive side of team uh things there are some players' performances which, you know, are, I don't know, starting to, I just think if it, eventually, it, to, to me, it feels like we're going to go one of two ways at the moment. We're either, there's going to be a point, and I think the Cincinnati game is going to be that game. The Cincinnati game for me is the, the point in the season, and it's a pivotal point because I think this is where we showcase how this season defines itself and how we kind of go on from here because for me if we go out and just like annihilate Cincinnati just you know even if it's only like two three or even a one nil but just dominate the game and just showcase to, to, to the MLS like you know that one Foxborough is not a place to be messed with and two the noon revolution mean business um but as part of me also in my head thinking when you think back and look back over games and you analyse performances and individual performances and you look at the, the metrics data and, and all this kind of thing. And when you add all of that in together, there is still a slightly less prevalent, but it's still in my mind that a big team could turn up to Foxborough or turn up, or, you know, it doesn't have to, have to be at Foxborough. And there could be the unpicking of the revolution and it could be an absolute drubbing because there's so many times when we get caught napping and it's those inconsistencies and and rawness sometimes that, that just niggle away at me. I do try and shut them to the back of the mind as, as much as I can. Um, 
but it's still there and I think you know it needs to be voiced because I, th- I, th- I think the Cincinnati game for me is so I know it's quite early on in the season but I think it is where the marker should be set and laid down from that performance of, of what this revolution team is about and what we're going to achieve this season but it's like it'd be interesting to kind of just get your thoughts on on how you think the revolution season's gone so far who you've been impressed with you know, do you think tactically we're getting it right? Um, Roster-wise, you know, do you think we've we've got enough depth pieces now? Do you think we're in a good situation? We've, I know we've got a lot of injuries, but so have the clubs, and some clubs are managing it better than others. Um, yeah, so so far for me, it's it's a a good season. That's all I'll say. Good. I don't think we've we've overly blown anyone away. We've not really controlled and demanded games. I say, I suppose you could say the Montreal game, but that, why, you know, is that uh, that impressive? Um, and then maybe the Houston game as well. I think, you know, we was fairly in control for that one. But every other game, I think it's been nip or tuck and could have gone either way. And I think sometimes you've got to be happy that we've took three points from the game, which I say, a lot of that is reminiscent of that 2021 season. But I think I've rambled for far enough. I know it's quite hard sometimes to, to listen to one person talk for, for half an hour. So I do appreciate anyone that has got this far. But yeah, please be sure to get in contact with me over on Twitter. It's at NUFCK. And as I always say, it's very weird that you've ever stumbled across this podcast if you've never actually come across my, my social media account on Twitter because I don't know how you found this. Uh, but yeah, make sure you kind of get, like, just let me know. Just go over on Twitter and just jump in and just start giving me some of your opinions of of how you think we are today, where do you think it is. And and again, I could be barking at the wrong tree, but for me, the game against Cincinnati is the, the turning point now for for the revolution and um, and where the season could go. So I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope you're all keeping safe. And honestly, I cannot wait to come and meet as many of you guys as I can on the 27th. Sorry, on May the 27th as the revolution host Chicago Fire at Gillette Stadium. Let's go, baby.